Brat and Court Talk Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, presented by PureFandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. How's that beautiful, desolate world out there, fellow Hellsingers? Uh, it's kind of cavey and enclosed, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense with the, the polar vortex thing that happened. Or no, it was some kind of bomb, they called it. Yeah, a, a cold bomb is what it was. I don't know. It's just, oh, yeah. Go up yeah, in the mountains it, and hide out in a cave. You'll be fine. Come out later. Yeah, it makes sense that the vampires would overrun us now, even I, though you would think the cold would get to them, too. You think, but they're cold-blooded, so they'd be fine. I mean, that was an amazing <laughs> finale. Seriously. That was a very amazing finale. I can't wait to chat about it with you. We actually have somebody very special who's going to help us break it all down. Our good pal, Roland Pidlumney. You may know him better as Scab. We actually got to see a lot of him tonight. Or Scott. Amazing. You could know him as Scott. Scott also. Yes. Yes. Great Scott. Yeah. So he'll be joining us here in a bit. But before we break down the episode with him, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. It's a show or movie you love. Someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And you probably want to check out on Pure Fandom site this weekend because they are down in New Orleans at Comic-Con. Yes. And everybody's chit-chatting away down there. So I'm sure we'll have some uh, really cool interviews and stuff like that hitting the site. So check that out. Definitely. Uh, also, you can follow them on Twitter. I know they post a lot of stuff on there and on the Instagram. Yes, definitely. And how can you reach us, Cart? Well, you can also find us on Twitter. I'm Jen Dev. He's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow Peer Fandom as well. Just keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. Also, check out Peer Fandom on Facebook. And we have a couple of different Facebook groups. Uh, we have Brad and Court Talk podcasts where we talk about just about everything, including The Magicians, which will be premiering next week. Uh, we also have a dedicated Van Helsing group where we've been getting a lot of new members, especially after the, the finale. I guess everybody's excited and ready to talk about it. Yeah, I just added somebody in here just recently, and I forgot what the name was. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of new Yeah, people. I usually add and then double check to make sure it's not spam. Yeah, I would. It's yes. Facebook has been full of spam. I don't know if anybody else has this issue, but man, it's yeah. going crazy lately. But we're keeping an eye on that stuff, and we're just you know stabbing all those people in the heart with a wooden stake, <laughs> and so they're they just disappear. Yeah, because we want you to be able to enjoy the show and all the goodies that the actors will sometimes drop for us. Uh, so, like I said, we have uh, Roland. He's going to kind of come and join us in a little bit, uh, just to talk about the episode. Awesome. So, yay! All right, now joining us is Roland Lumney, a.k.a. Scott, a.k.a. Scab. Welcome. Oh, Happy New Year, you guys. Uh, 2018, and what a way to uh, to bring it in with uh, Sci-Fi's Van Helsing here with uh, Brad and Court. I love this. This is awesome. I really enjoyed talking to you uh, last time, last season, and we've got so much to cover here for this one, so <laughs> I'm really digging this. Yeah, <laughs> happy New Year to you, too, man. It's It's been great watching you on the screen because, we, you know, we've been – Rooting for Scab the entire time, just watching him grow and grow and grow. And my wife says, you're really creepy and she doesn't want you in the house. <laughs> well, you know, I, t- I tell you, I get a lot of wives tell me that. I mean, it's, you know, but <laughs> everybody, yeah, um, that's so, that's so cool. I, I'm, I'm really digging that because it's, um, with Scab, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I, you guys know, like, I, I like the kind of like the dark, uh, things and everything like that. But, you know, with, with Scab, I have a lot of fun with it too. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of bands say, oh, you must be like a really dark guy or, you know, that sort of thing. And, and I do like that sort of thing. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very, I find a lot of romance in that sort of thing as well. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of cool things with it, but as far as, um, being on set, playing that character as Scab, it's it's a blast. It's probably like the the coolest you know role I've ever you know uh, had the pleasure of playing. So, and and the same with playing um, um, Scott as well. It's it's going from you know one thing to another, and yeah, I just really wanted to make sure that those two were very very different. It, the mannerisms that you do with Scab are just insane, and there was there's so much behind that. What? How did you get into creating all those? Oh, it's. It's it's quite the process. I mean, you know, with with going into the audition, uh, we were talking about before with 
uh, you know, trying to find a character. And, and for me, probably the biggest thing, actually, for any role, but, uh, you know, for sure for this one, is finding music that sets a, a pace or, you know, um, kind of like, a, you know, that psych kind of area for yourself. So I was listening to a lot of Vikings, um, you know, soundtrack from the, the TV show and um, for, you know, just to kind of get that kind of brutality feel kind of going. And, and it's very cinematic, too. There's not, you know, any um, words or lyrics to the to the music. So I can kind of have like a real kind of great visual, you know, sense of where, where I'm going with it. And I use a lot of, you know, things as, you know, such as like animals. So for last season, I had a thing where it was, it was like kind of like a slithering snake sort of thing. And, and this one uh, on my property, um, I, I have a lot of crows, a lot of ravens kind of come in and <laughs> it's kind of a strange story. I, um, uh, what I would do is kind of, I would feed them from time to time, but then they got very smart. And so when they would see me kind of come home from sat or, or whatever, they'd be, you know, okay, well, he's back. Look, kind of let's, let's wait on his stairs here. And, uh, you know, so I'd, I'd feed them a little bit more and they, and they got more and more kind of comfortable with me and almost kind of taking me into like their clan in a way. And I would kind of see the, the ways that they would react to each other, uh, and, and to humans and, and their, their scare level and, and their, their loyalty. And so I, I used all of that for, for scab. That's basically a, a blueprint, um, for scab. So that, you know, when you have a clan mentality, um, and then you throw some meat out there, but you're all hungry. Well, it's kind of, you know, all for one <laughs> sort of thing too, but you do have to, to hunt, um, uh, together to, you know, to, to get the prey. And also with a lot of the moves and that too, they're very majestic. I saw some of that last night when we were watching the finale. Uh, when you're when you're in the cavern in the cave, you know, like do this like head gesture thing, and it was like a total bird gesture. And I was like, that's like those birds outside are doing that. It was just it fit uh-huh. in, and it's, it's just so much with Scab and how you, I mean, the way you you portray the character and, and the movements you do with the character is like un unlike any other vampire we've kind of really seen on TV or in the movies. Uh-huh. And I well, really that, love that fact about him is he stands out differently than everything else. That's, that's so cool. It's, you know, thank you for, for that. Um, it's, you know, and uh, it, I guess for me, it's just really loving the, the getting lost in that character. Um, I, I pretty much stay in that, that all day. So, you know, I, I, I don't really like to get out of character too much because it, it breaks the, the flow of things and then it's not real. So I, I guess whatever is, is coming out as, uh, as scab, it, it's, it's basically that's, that's him, <laughs> you know, um, you, you sit in the makeup chair and, and you get the makeup on all of a sudden you, you feel a click kind of happen. I think that's for every character that kind of changes, but it, it's, you know, I, I could just feel it kind of, kind of come in and then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to sit back for a little bit and we'll let this guy kind of take over for a little bit. And, and it's really cool kind of seeing the, the, uh, like the moves on set that kind of happens because there's a, you know, there's a, there's a real synergy towards when you're, when you're trusting um, your, your crew, you're, you're trusting your director and, and you don't, you don't feel silly doing any of those things. You know, you, you feel very comfortable because you're, you're being supported by people that, that believe in the show. So it's, uh, thank you very much, uh, Brad. That's, that's, that's huge for you to say that. I was thinking I also need to have like a, a scab scream as a ringtone on my phone just to freak everybody <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> oh, my God. Do you uh, – so, yeah, this, um, this uh, young lady from uh, Italy um, has been making uh, the artwork and that I posted on, uh, on the Sci-Fi um, Van Helsing uh, group for Pure Fandom there for you guys. And she did all those mood boards, mm-hmm. um, and, but she made this this doll of uh, of uh, scab, <laughs> and she posted it last night on on or uh, yesterday on uh, on Twitter, and I was just blown away at that. Um, I'm like, holy, you know, uh, just like the fan support of everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's how much a, a show can a, an affect. Um, you know, people watching it. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just floored at uh, the reaction to, 
to the character and, and the support that we've been getting for the show uh, and, and you guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, it, it's funny, like I'll, um, I'll go to, I'll go to set somewhere, I'll, I'll, I'll do a gig or, you know, whatever. And, and I'll, I'll play your stuff in the car, your, um, your podcast there. And, and, you know, I, I always learn some like a different angle of perspective from you guys and, you know, I, I know the writers and uh, creators, you know, listen to, to the show as well. And, and we, we really take to heart what, um, what works, what doesn't. And we really want to, you know, bring the best that we can. And, and you know, this, <laughs> this second season, I think we just kicked ass. <laughs> I'm digging it myself. So. No, you guys definitely kicked a lot of ass. And like, I think the, the, amount of fan support that you guys get is because of how much you put in like you guys, not just the show itself, but just the, your, your presence online and how much you reach out to the fans. Uh, like fan, we, we fandom enjoys that. Like we like being able to interact with the actors and everything. We like being able to see behind the thing, behind the scenes, things that you guys post sometimes that you post on, on the Facebook group. Thank you for those. And like the little oh. stories that you tell, like with the asylum, that was amazing. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, it's <clears throat> it, it just keeps you in in um, in that support kind of you know bubble to where you feel like you know you you can you can do no wrong. So you know enjoy what you're doing, and you know it gives us a lot of creative uh, output to have that support. Um, you know, like season one was you know our our kind of feeling out of, you know, where is, you know, um, certain vampires going, where, where, where can these characters go? Um, and then after seeing the support for the show, uh, <laughs> coming to uh, season two here, uh, it's just, it's so huge. Um, you know, because, uh, everybody's got like a really, really like love for like every certain kind of character and they kind of, you know, gravitate toward, uh, towards like certain, you know, uh, characters and, and feel and, and, and people and real life experiences. Um, one of the favorites on the show is, um, is, is Sam. I mean, Chris Hardall. I mean, he plays like, you know, like no other, he's like an evil dude, <laughs> right? Yeah. Very crafty, very cool. But, you know, uh, in in real life and his fans and that like he's just so he's just so gracious and and on set I mean he sees everything as playing and and I think that's what all the cast um, you know feels so when when we do post things or when we're you know part of uh, being Twitter or you know talking to you guys I mean it's you know we're we're just we feel really at home with everybody so it's great um, Rukia playing Doc, and as we recently found out, her name is. We got spoilers here, so if you haven't seen the show, <laughs> make sure you watch it <laughs> before yeah. we kind of talk about some crazy stuff here. But um, Rukia, um, what an amazing job! Like she's done from, you know, her character growing and and becoming, going through, you know, um, like a guilt process. It's not easy for for an actor to go through all these you know, nuances and that, but she's like going through all these crazy emotional things. And, and you see, um, you know, you, you see people reacting to it going like, well, that's what I did with my mother. Or that's what, you know, that's, I went through guilt things with my father or school or, you know, it's awesome. Um, and then Alex, uh, Ponovic, you know, um, big teddy bear that he is, he's, uh, you know, he, he's always online with, uh, encouragement and that's, it's just, you know, very, very cool people involved with the show. Definitely. Yeah. And again, it's, it's cool to see the way you guys shout each other out. Like you guys are always online, just supporting each other. And that is the best. Well, I, I, I love everybody on the show. It's we're, we're more than, uh, yeah, we're more than people that work together. We're, we're, it's, uh, it's definitely a family. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I tell you a funny story here. There's, uh, <clears throat> one uh, one girl, her name's Stacy. Um, she's on props and uh, for season two here, and and we did a really heavy scene there with Scott, where he uh, he's kind of in that broom closet, and he completely breaks down. And uh, so it's you know for her, um, she can really gravitate towards um, the bullying aspect. Right, so a lot of people um, in in their past were <clears throat> bullied, and you know, including myself. Um, 
Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. But you could tell I get... Just going to snap out of it because uh, you get very emotional when you talk about certain, you know, aspects of, you know, um, you know, emotions, right? So yeah. to differentiate, you know, your yourself from from the character, but that one actually kind of hit hard because um, being bullied, yeah. So crazy thing for a lot of a lot of people, but um, you know, for Stacy, like she was like, oh my god, you know, I, I felt that, and we were in tears together, and. Oh, it was just, it was awesome. So, I mean, <laughs> sorry guys, but I'm, <laughs> yeah, you know, just fine. really, really feeling the, um, that, that day there. So, but, um, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe, we, right, maybe uh, we can come back to that, but. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can definitely come back to that. Uh, so the episode was directed by Jonathan. How was, how was he as a director? Oh my God. Okay. So Jonathan scarf, um, it's strange because when you work with uh, Jonathan as an actor, you, you can kind of tell, like, you know, he's he's got like he's got a process process that he goes through, and and he works well with people and everything. And you kind of go, okay, well, how is he going to be as a director? And I think everybody on set's kind of going, okay, you know, that's the thing. What's he going to be like as a as a as a director? Because you know, he's he's not in character, so he's he's doing a role, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's so awesome because. Uh, being an actor himself, you know, he can really kind of get in the scene. So a lot of the times, like he was right on set, right in your face going, yeah, you know, let, let's try this. And and he just kind of pumps you up into into the scene. But he also, you know, gives you an emotional um, aspect to where he wants to hit because he sees the overall thing. So, you know, sometimes when you, when you read the script, you, you know, you go very kind of quickly through other, you know, um, the other, like the roles, like the other, you know, what, what's kind of cast there. And, and you're kind of going, okay, I, I see what they're doing, but you really want to soak in with what, well, you know, what your role, because that you, you know, you have to bring that. And so with, with Jonathan Scarf, holy, he, he brought, you know, so much to the plate for us. Um, he was super prepared. Uh, everybody loved him and he's, and just, you know, he's very passionate about what he does. And so when you have someone like that, um, it's so contagious on set, you know, like say if you're, uh, if you're in a crowd and you've got like, say one person that's, you know, really energetic and that you, you, you just want to watch them. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so that's, that's with Jonathan just, um, and I think we all delivered for him too. Um, you know, like those, those scenes were so hard to, you know, as you can kind of tell, <laughs> I get emotional yeah. about it, but um, it's, those scenes were just so hard to, to play because you're hitting, you're just hitting like, um, you're just hitting emotions that are so different for every character. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to uh, Jennifer, she plays Ivory um, uh, with the sisterhood there and well, like, you know, we were saying last night that it was very, you know, interesting for her to play that part where she's being burned alive. Um, and, you know, like, thank goodness I didn't have to kind of go into an emotional state of going through that because that probably would have wrecked me. But she's, you know, at, she was saying like she on the stake there tied up and, you know, to be um, to be judged and ridiculed and, you know, you're basically, you know, yelling for your life. Um, that goes on in, in the world today. I mean, that's, you know, in, in every little aspect of, you know, of life from, from a smaller scale to a larger, um, um, you know, scale, you know, different different countries and in, in, in countries of our own, um, you know. So to, to overcome something um, like that, after you're done your scene, it, it takes a bit to kind of let go. And, and so I, I know she's, you know, she's definitely been, you know, touched by, by that scene because of what is behind it. Mm-hmm. And, and same with Paul. I mean, um, Paul uh, Johansson playing Dimitri, um, you know, on, on, on a kind of, kind of a cool thing. He, um, he's got a lot of background with, um, with places such as like say uh, Romania and, and, you know, like that whole kind of vibe and, and the actual people. So that's part of his, that's very close to his heart. 
um, the accent that he does is actually very, um, very close to, you know, the region that he's traveled and, and, you know, he, he's gone through um, a lot of that area and spent a lot of time there. So he, he's picked up a lot of the vibes. So you can kind of tell where, you know, certain places will have, um, you know, a, a definite rhythm to it. And mm-hmm. with, with Dimitri, he's a, he's a bit more, you know, stronger, more powerful. And, and when you are powerful, you don't have to um, be as, you know, um, boisterous about, you know, where you're going with things. You just are. And so, yeah, so so Jonathan Scarf, he picked up on all those things that what we all can do um, mm-hmm. you know, for this episode. And he just, you know, he squeezed every bit of juice he could out of it. <laughs> so, and, and same with... Um, Oh gosh, um, Jesse Stanley. She plays the Oracle. Um, where the uh, episode two thirteen here, this uh, last one uh, finale, where we're all around this fire, and um, and you know she's she's kind of coming up and she's got all this you know she's kind of riddling, um, playing with uh, Dimitri, and you know she she was really cool and and Jonathan was. Um, you know, really, really uh, racing against the sun because we we shot that overnight, and we're going okay. We got to get these shots done before the sun comes up. So we're basically really working like vampires here. And uh, you know, he he just got a really great performance out of her. Um, what what do you guys think of the the Oracle? Because she was to me, she kind of freaked me out a bit. <laughs> On a show that freaks me out anyway, she was outstanding. Like, I really enjoyed seeing her. And, like, her having her um, make Dimitri kneel to her was perfect. Like, that was that was perfect. I loved it. I, I agree. She, she was very – she was there. She she nailed the role. She, she was freaky enough to be the oracle that would – Dimitri challenging her and her just count, turning around and just – Pretty much killing everybody off, making him kneel. That was perfect. I then I was like, "How long has she been around for?" Because she knows a lot. Oh yeah, it's and that's <laughs> what's what's really cool is all the uh, the different characters that are coming out w- with with this season because you know you you have the Skinners, um, you know you, you had all these like human characters, but all, all the vampires and that like they're all really unique. And, you know, especially with the Oracle, like, yeah, it's like, yeah she knows stuff. <laughs> but, you know, um, for those scenes, actually, she was um, um, pretty much completely blinded. She had these um, contact lenses on, and it being dark, and uh, the contact lenses are very kind of cloudy to make her eyes look freaky. Um, she couldn't see anything, so she's, she's you know, working in the... Um, in, in the scene, just trying not to get caught on fire, and we're trying to, you know, move her away from the fire. But it was she did so good. <laughs> Dimitri had the best line of the night. I thought it was. He said he was tired of fighting it and only wished to enslave all of mankind. <laughs> At least you know he had oh. goals. <laughs> I I love that. I mean, that really shows where he's coming from. Um, yeah, he he's not a very great advocate of humans, is he? No, he's, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's his his perfect world would be you know um, complete uh, darkness and you know um, no humans. Uh, but we need we need a blood source, so it'd be kind of like okay, we'll 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 put them in the basement, <laughs> you know, for a while. But uh, yeah, he's he's you definitely see why he's the the master of darkness because that's that's where he's coming from. And uh, you know some of the other characters. Uh, you know, we were talking about um, Jonathan being a director. Well, Jonathan um, Scarf being a, a vampire, he fought those dark forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he became um, strong within himself. And maybe that was from his marine training or his focus or, you know, his drive to get to Vanessa. Or maybe there's something else um, that drove him towards um, more of the light, more of the good. Um, but with, yeah, Dimitri, he's just pure uh, dark for so long. Um, and even before he became, um, vampire, you know, that the scene, uh, where he, you know, he, he turned in a way, right. Um, 
he nothing was he wanted more so like you know um he whatever you know he would go through nothing satisfied him and i think one of the lines in there was like well nothing satisfies you and 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 that's exactly it he's he's not satisfied until he gets you know his perfection the world of perfection but nothing in in uh this world or any world is perfect so that that is something that is is always driving at you and and that scene yeah. was really interesting also because we see that one he always had a thing for his sister anyhow so uh-huh. she, she was going to bring her, her along for everything he he was very uh, sadomasochistic and Another important thing that we kind of learned, which I thought was important, and this is just me, that when the elder turned him, we're taking, because, uh, you know, well, we did find out that later that he did t- turn him. But also, unlike some other shows where when you turn as a vampire, you're theoretically dead, so nothing, you know, your hair doesn't grow or anything. Uh, Dimitri grew his goatee after he was dead, his beard. <laughs> so I was like, that was one thing. I was like, okay, so you could grow your hair out. You still have to go to the hairdresser when you're a vampire. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, with with Scab, I mean, I kind of like his hairstyle. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm not using a lot of conditioner, but with Dimitri, uh, he's definitely, it, when um, one of the um, one of the things uh, when he was in the, in the, the, one of the scenes with the where he's in the seventies, he's got like kind of like that that uh, that mustache kind of uh, with the the blue uh, and everything. Right. Yes. And so you know, I really I like that that look uh, because it was just so out there. But uh-huh. yes, you you are right. So he he's he's got he had an, like an ability to you know change his look you can you know that sort of thing so you know he he had something special with him and maybe a little they'll kind of touch on that in in the third season here about how certain vampires can can change you know it, very much as you know um as Jonathan you know uh fighting the the um the urge to for the blood you know Paul um playing Dimitri he he fought that that urge of the you know, just staying the same. So, like, you know, he's he's definitely a renegade vampire, and and nothing nothing will ever, uh, uh, I think, match up to his 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 power as is, uh, you know, um, of being. Even even his beard won't match up to him. <laughs> I, I think it does have something to do with the elder biting him, and you know, like uh, uh, Mama Van Helsing said, you know, you sh- the Scarlet Hedy now has the blood of the. Uh, dark one and you can't say its name and I think the blood has a lot to do with it and, and going through but like you said also each vampire has his own thing and with um, Axel fighting his way through what he had it makes you wonder what is to come of Mohammed now that he's been turned oh yeah and oh <laughs> that whole thing of you know him and and Sam and I don't know how a vampire can hang himself but that's just you know <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there. here's here's something that you touched on that's that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, Sam is is unique in in this universe because he's, you know, first of all, uh, well, being a child and then, um, you know, going through a change uh, in, in with the, in the episode there with with his father, where it's like you know he's basically, you know, uh, he's he's become deaf because of his father. He's got a lot of anger. Um, and, you know, he, he becomes a serial killer. Um, and so all the chemistry and everything in, in, um, you know, a a body, uh, when you go through like say anger or, you know, laughter, um, it's completely different. So, um, tears from, you know, from joy chemically are different than tears from, um, anger, chemically different. So Sam is chemically different, um, you know, from top to bottom. So he's hard to kill. He's, you know, he's, you know, he's got a regenerative sort of power to him, um, much like, you know, um, Kelly does. Um, so, you know, he, he's got a very unique thing to him. Um, and with Trezzo, uh, oh my God, he's, you know, uh, again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the show, watch it. <laughs> but, you know, he's a vampire now. So where is this going to go? And so is he going to team up with Sam? Is, you know, is those molecules, you know, 
from Sam is that kind of kind of change his, you know, you can go a million different ways, but I, I think what you're going to see with season three is these two, they're going to be like, uh, unlike anybody on the show. Cause they're, it's, they're, they're, you know, their, their base level has been unique already. And, and Trezzo's such an amazing actor. I, you know, um, he's just so resilient and he's got so much energy. This, this kid, it's crazy. Like he can actually, um, he can, you know, flip backwards. I mean, I can't do that. I mean, you know, you're, he's just standing there and he'll just acrobatically flip. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do you do these things? You know? So I think we're going to see a lot of physical things from him, and, and just, you know, I'm very excited to see where, where, what he can do with the character and got a kind of a cool little, uh, um, thing here for you. So the, the, the elder, um, the the actor that plays that he's he he played two other roles um previously his name's uh, Keith and he uh he played the uh the sewer beast back oh. in season 1 and he also played Nikolai so he's you and he you know he looks totally different under all the makeup and that but he this guy uh Keith is um amazing at changing his his body movements and voice and and energy towards it and that's why you can play all these different characters on the show is because he he just he's he's like um you know uh, he's like silly putty you can just kind of bend him into something completely different and um so playing the elder he's got something you know very very cool happening for himself so um you know we're we're gonna see like how strong this dude is you know they don't call him the elder for nothing. Well, that was also kind of the shocker of the episode because we've been leaning up to, you know, the freeing of the elder and everything else. And we have everybody gets to the cave. You know, Dimitri's there. We have that awesome fight scene between the Van Helsings and Scab and Ivory, which was, you know, a great fight scene. It was, I. The apocalypse happens. I'm getting a double-sided uh, uh, battle axe to carry around just because. <laughs> oh, I love those things. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And so we had that scene happen. And then when we get to the Elder, we have that, you know, amazing moment there that we find out they're bound to the Van Helsings. But we also learn that it's just not this Elder. There are other Elders. Not only that, yeah. when you get all the Elders together, they can open the coffin of the Dark One. And it's just like... Okay, this just keeps getting better and better and better. So, <laughs> oh, it's the what is so cool about the um, well, the first season as well. But I, I'm just so jazzed about you know what's you know what recently what's been happening with the show is there's just so much, so much like what you can do with the storyline. It, it's it's so exciting because um, like Neil Labute, he he wrote um, two thirteen. And like the other writers are just awesome. I mean, um, Jackie May, another writer, Jonathan Walker, um, geez, you know, Matt, like they're, they're just, these, all these guys are just so cool and, and they have great ideas. So, you know, to, to all of a sudden have, you know, all these, these things on the table, well, we can go this way, we can go this way. It's like, well, I tell you what, let's just do them all. And so now we've, we have a story that is just, you know, so incredible. It's like, you can just see things branching out. Um, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so proud of, of the, what is actually happening with the show because um, the pace that we do, it, it's very quick. And, and so to, to put all these kind of story plots and lines and that for the writers, you know, it, it's really, um, it's really challenging. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're really doing well with make, having it all make sense and and that's a challenge to have a show kind of make sense but you know um there it's just very interesting to watch things play out you're you're surprised at things um you you were mentioning the uh the battle the epic battle at the end here between the uh the you know the good and evil uh missy playing scarlet holy moly uh mm. she she is like tremendous actress um first off but the fighting skills that um her and and Jennifer playing Ivory were it that it was real i mean it, we had um our stunt coordinator at Kamani um you know we we went in 
previously to do some moves, and uh, Missy was actually um, she was like shooting other stuff, and she you know she had a really tight um, kind of schedule to kind of go through in that, and so to to make it to rehearsal. Um, she couldn't quite make it. So we, um, the rest of us were going through all the fight scenes with uh, some of the stunt um, people as well. And when she came on on set, ready to shoot for that day, that's when she was uh, pretty much learning these, these fight scenes. So she learned them very quickly. And I, I it's just part of her. I mean, um, I, I'm not sure of her background with her fighting skills and that, or, you know, um, what she's done previously, but wow, did she ever take to this? And so she's, she's taking like full on hits from Jennifer with swords and, and movement. And, you know, she was just reacting with just, you know, it was natural for her. So she's, it's like she was born to play, uh, to Scar to play Scarlet, you know, to that, that character just comes out through her. And I, I, I really dig what she's um, bringing to the character. It's, it's, you know, um, the the snarkiness the 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 attitude but also the the um the upbringing that she had as a child she's prepared for this like no like i think axel even says it like you're prepared for this like no other else like we weren't ready for this and and that's why um she's got a bit of a a one up on everybody because she's she's been preparing her whole life she was actually born for this so I, I think that's where the mentality comes from for uh, for her character. She was just born to be this part. We talked to Missy back in November, I believe it was, mm-hmm. about her, you know, coming on as Scarlet, uh, and when we had the big reveal, and she mentioned how she was, you know, in doing some of the training and stuff with that group, and how she brought everything else in. But the one thing that we loved about it, which we were talking about her, is like she doesn't like horror whatsoever. <laughs> so yeah like in yeah, a vampire and, and <laughs> that's it and it's uh it's it's so funny because she's so she's all her reactions in that i i think that's what makes it real right is yeah. you know when she's going through the cavern she's got like this little glow stick and i think she gets like you know caught on something in, in this last episode here in the finale and she's you know, reacting to it. And I'm reacting to it with her going, what, what is that? You know, is that, a, <laughs> is that a rodent? Is that a rat? You know, did somebody get you? What is it? And, you know, she's like, uh, I, I think everything does freak her out on set. So she's reacting, you know, uh, pretty real here. <laughs> oh, I had one thing yeah. that I had in my notes from this just when I was watching. Because I know you, you watch Vikings on History Channel, right? Oh, I love that show, and it's so good right now too. It's oh, it the, is. But I was yeah. when I was watching the finale, and they were talking. The elder was talking to uh, Dimitri. He did this little hand to the forehead thing. I was like, "Oh my god, the elder's Floki!" Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, and that's again, that's Keith, man. That's uh, oh man, that that guy's so good. Um, yeah, the thing with Vikings is like they're the you know the Julius brood that we have on Van Helsing uh, that's where we're coming from we are vikings right and so like that strength is is a big part of my character scab so with with Keith he's got you know just all these cool movements in that but you are absolutely right he's you know he's got that that kind of vibe with it to where it's Let's yeah. Let's see how nuts this guy can get. But yeah, good, good, really good observation there. <laughs> it was just one of those moments, like, oh, there it is, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I love that. And you know, with, with Missy, uh, you know, not being a huge horror fan, I, I, I just, I think it's hilarious because you know, yeah, yeah. We we have blood and guts all over the place. And and myself, I um, <clears throat> I, I I love horror movies, but I I love more the psychological uh thriller freak kind of vibe where it's you know shows like the uh the shining um that is probably like the the top of all horror films for me not just because it's stanley kubrick and um you know some amazing actors in there but it is so like you don't really see any blood or guts or anything in that it's all in the mind and it's all what you don't see and a lot of the time what you sometimes what you don't know or what you don't see will scare you more than what you do see. So when you do see the monster, you're like, Oh, okay. I got it. 
Okay, <laughs> but what you know, what we're what we're doing on the show with, with Van Helsing here is, you know, we have all these things coming at you, but you know, like say the Skinners, what makes them so freaky is is like, well, how far will they go? You know. What what is the, and you don't you don't know <laughs> that's why they're freaky right so yeah but I um, have you ever seen uh, it was done like in in the eighties movie called uh, Christine with uh, Stephen uh, it was Stephen King uh, did a book and uh, I was I was fourteen years old when I when I read the uh, the book um, and I just got obsessed with this this book so I had I had to see the movie so I. Um, at the time we had VCRs and trying to get this huge VCR with, get this tape working and I'm watching this thing. And and then I, I finally see the car. I'm like, Oh my God, it's like this killer car that comes at you. And in the book, I I'm reading it and I'm trying to visualize this thing. And you know, you, you've got certain things in your mind, but then when you see the the actual thing, you go, Oh my goodness, like that's what it is. And I, I got so obsessed with the, uh, the uh, the movie and the book that I, I had to buy the car so I I've got um, Christine in the car and I, I just I love that thing Sweet. and so I I, I love um, more of the psychological um, freaky vibe and that's that's what I'm really trying to bring into the character to to uh, to freak all of you out <laughs> so yeah I'm I'm just I I love that whole kind of um, vibe of being on the edge, not kind of so much knowing what's going on. Well, you definitely yeah. did that, and we're glad that Scab escaped. Yes. Oh, yes. With Ivory. Take Ivory with Oh, that was, yeah, it's, it's pretty huge. It's, um, you know, as, as, you're, as you're reading a script, you're, one, one of the big things with, with um, Alex playing Julius is uh, him himself and Neil. Neil's got this thing where um, Neil LeBute is the, uh, the showrunner, of uh, Van Helsing sci-fi's, um, and he—he's uh, Neil's constantly joking, going, "Okay, well, um, Alex, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news for you." And it's like, "Okay, what's the good news?" Well, you know, we've got a great scene coming up for you, but the bad news is, well, you're going to be dying in it. And it's so he would be doing like he would constantly be saying, "You know, you're dying tonight. You're dying. You know, that's it." And so Alex just went through the ringer of going, "Oh my God, you know." What's going on here? So he he tortured him, but it's it's lovable, so it's great. But when I'm when I'm reading a script, I'm like, oh my god, where is this going? What, what's going to be happening? There is an axe. That's not good, you know. And so it's like that axe is close to my head. That's not good either. So it's <laughs> as you're reading this, you're like, you know, where are we going? And and so whatever needs to be done on a show needs to be done, right? But I'm very glad to uh, to see that um, Ivory and Scab just just kind of get by, and uh, you know we'll see what happens in season three here. But uh, yeah, very grateful for uh, what we have done on the show, and uh, you know what what we can do more, what we can bring. So I, I think everybody feels that way. Well, even it's... Uh, even if you're on there for for one episode or for one scene. Um, we we welcome all the actors and and it's it's a, it's a set like no other. Um, the 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 one episode that we uh, we had where there's the uh, the uh, barbecue. <laughs> oh God. The, yeah. Uh, well, I, ha- I haven't had barbecue since, but um, the the actor that plays um, the sheriff on there, his name's Tom uh, McBeast. And wow, did he do fantastic? I mean, you know, I when, when you look back at some episodes, you go, okay, you know, you've got some favorites and that. But he he was one actor for me. Um, just you know, great great ability to bring in a really cool character. Um, but um, yeah, that that was a standout performance. Um, the uh, the girl that played. Um, Oh my gosh, I forgot I forgot her name. Um but she plays Mouse um with uh, Trezo, you know, and she's using like that tin to uh to cut the skin, you know, to get like the um the dead skin off and that and that you was know, so she did painful. amazing. <laughs> the uh, the fella that played um Felix uh was was so great. He got into all the emotions oh, yeah. and that. You know, I I just wished I had uh, scenes with um all those people as well because they're just tremendous actors, and and uh, the casting for the show is couldn't be more proud for it. 
Now, one of the things on this episode that, and it's happened in a couple episodes, we've had Vanessa gone, and she's been up in the uh, uh, the Black Tech Tower and Mountain Hideout. And I, I said this earlier when she was gone, I really didn't notice as much because you know Missy stepping in as Scarlet has really filled a lot of void. And we had those episodes like we had the Sam and and Mo episode. And they've all filled, and it hasn't been like, oh, we need to know this. You really sucked into it. But mm-hmm. now at the end, when Scarlet sends the Elder to find Vanessa, and the Elder pretty much wipes out all of Black Tech, so we're guessing like they're mostly all dead. I'm <laughs> sure some people, I'm sure Harrison escaped and all that stuff. But he, the Elder, you know, does that little biting thing with Vanessa right at the end of it, which... In normal vampires would turn them human, but we're guessing that's probably not going to happen. But she has red eyes, so that leaves uh, speculation is abound for what's going to happen next season. Oh, and uh, you, you just know it's whatever you're thinking. It's going to be ten times that. It's the 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 writers that we have. Wow. Like, right when you think, okay, I, I know where this is going, it, it completely takes a different direction. And it, it's, it's so creative. So, yeah, her, her eyes uh, fill with, with blood and um, she becomes alive. So now it makes you wonder, yeah, is she going to be working for good? Is she working for evil? Is she, um, is she changed? You know, you, you know it's, it's going to be very... Very, very cool to see um, how this plays out. But with um, with Kelly, I, I, you know, she's a tremendous, tremendous actress. Um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about her as as a lead actress and her ability to to have that character so strong is is awesome. I, I just I love her line deliveries and and her emotion that she she gets into. Um, I, I just can't wait to see what she's going to do with with the uh, the character um, coming up because she, she she just keeps getting better and better and the relationship that she's having with uh, with Missy I you know I, I think is really cool um, they have a lot of great energy together so I, I hope to see more scenes with them together and you, you just want to see all these characters interact you know mm-hmm. now that um, you know Jonathan is um, or Axel is is uh you know human um again you know he's got a whole gamut of things that he's dealing with just coming off being a vampire to uh to human uh, to human so you know he's he's having great interactions with um with Rukia playing Sarah um as you know doc and so like you know some things might seem very very cruel from you know from character to character it's like you know how could you say that to that person and that but you know, in in real life, we say things sometimes the harshest um, the harshest things to the people that we love the most, and it, it's crazy because you know it's uh, a lot of the the writing that we have here. It's it's very it's very real. It's you know we you know as you know real people we we say things sometimes we don't mean we say things that we do mean but we we're saying it you know in in a different way that you know that other people are taking it you know um wrong or you know there's judgment or emotions that they're having that's not coming across right so you're trying trying to deal with a situation and and all the situations that we're having between the characters are are very much uh very much intended as real and and I, I think they're playing that way as much as we can one of the things yeah the, the characters are amazing and this is actually something that we have to think about is this is a reminder for everybody this is a recap here because I know we got sucked up in this episode with everything going on and the fights and the elder going to take out black tech and what happened to Vanessa at the end of there but if you remember back, on the last episode that Callie was the, the little girl was the one who called on the radio at the end of it. Axel's hearing the helicopters come cause they were coming to get them, which the only helicopters we've seen was from black tech. So now did they pick them up and take them to the mountain? Did they get taken out by the elder? We won't know until next season on what all <laughs> went down with that whole entire thing, which is also the episode that 
like I said, we we were starting around in, in a storyline. We had the whole thing between um, Flesh and Lucky finding out that Lucky might be pregnant and how that was going to happen. And we had this whole thing: is it going to be like a since Flesh was once a vampire and now he's human and he's bitten by Vanessa? How is this all going to react? And they both end up dying in that episode, which was a massively <laughs> shocker at the moment because we were just talking oh, about what oh. was going on. But everything ties in. But you. It's in certain episodes, you forget about the other things that happened. Like we mm-hmm. had, vampire-wise, we had the Scarface vampire who came from Black Tech that Vanessa let out when she was trying to escape. So he was the one that's down there, and you know he can rationalize. He's a, he's a smarter vampire, and for some reason has that bigger regenerative property where he doesn't you know worry about. Uh, the the sunlight and the UV rays and stuff like that. Oh, that's very dangerous too. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he 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 plays a, a tremendous uh, role in that. I, I I really like what he's doing um, with that and playing Scarface. Um, and and you're right with with Flesh and Lucky. That was a heavy hit because both of them are such good actors. Um, and 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 that's the thing. I mean, you you get. You get you get attached to a character or, or two characters, and and all of a sudden, boom, they're gone, and you really feel it. So when people when people die on this show, it's like oh, you, you really feel it, and the fans feel it too. But yeah, with Callie, wow, it, she's um, Neil had this thing where you know he he pretty much is like you know this this person going through all this you know carnage and surviving, and you know you you can. You can say, well, you know, she's lucky going through that, but there's there's definitely something with her that she's able to do all this um, and survive. And you know, it, it's it is it is funny, but it's there there's you could tell like there's something with her. So she's giving out coordinates. The helicopter's coming in. What is this? And it may be black attack related. It may be something else. So we'll, we're going to have to see. But with uh, with her, she plays a. a, a great role but uh it's it's very mysterious where that's going to go yeah i don't trust her for one bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah she survived yeah. way too well through the apocalypse by herself yeah it's uh you know it's it's i you know i wish we all had that ability <laughs> but <laughs> it's i i love it it's cool um she's it and it's, it's so funny she in in uh, when we were shooting season one, we had this one scene where we were outside. It was super cold, and um, long long story short, here we we were um, the uh, production uh, uh, assistants are, are holding off people from walking on the sidewalk because it's actual it's an actual street, and so we have to allow you know uh, people to walk by and, and sometimes traffic to get through. And there was this little lady in a in a wheelchair. She's you know she's. Um, just waiting on the side there, waiting to go past until we finish our scene. And she's like, nope, I'm not having any of this. And so we're actually rolling. We're, we're shooting, you know, scabs like, oh, my God. and all of a sudden you see this lady in a wheelchair just kind of strolling right through all these vampires. And we're, we're looking at her going, is she part of the scene? What's going on here? What's, what, what's the deal? And we don't hear cut or anything like that. And we just, we're just kind of going with it. And then at the end, we're all breaking down a laughter because it's like this lady's not having none of this. These vampires are not attacking her. And so that's pretty much Callie. So I, I think a part of that, uh, that instinct for Neil to see something like that and kind of be like, you know what? That's a real moment. So let's, let's use that. And yeah. so um, Callie is surviving, um, you know, just like that that little old lady did through the scene. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Not in my apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Brad's uh, Apocalypse uh, 2.0. Here we go. You know, like, <laughs> well, one thing I did want to ask you about. So we, we've seen the evolution of Scab uh, from season one. He was a minion, and like he's grown a lot this season. He has his own coven, I guess, with the sisterhood. And I was, I was curious of what that first interaction with Julius would be like, and then it happened, and he did not back down at all. There was no old master minion vibe going on at all. I thought that was amazing. Like, what? How did you guys play that? Oh, that's so cool. Thank you. Um, 
with uh I, I i love alex anyways he's such a cool guy uh you know he, he's definitely for for uh any actor someone to look up to uh what what he's done you know with with his career and as a person you, you just want to you know you want to have him as a role model for for anything and he's he's a real advocate for uh against bullying uh as well so you know and anytime we you know we we kind of um you know, see that in our lives or something, you know, you know, I know both of us definitely stand up for people who can't defend themselves. Um, but yeah, with, with, with Julius, oh, it's, you know, because Scab was very loyal to uh, Julius and he looked up to him. And mm-hmm. so to, to see uh, Julius become human, it's your, you know, that it's, it's an insult. So all, all, um, you know, all love for that or loyalty towards that uh, character as Julius is definitely gone. Um, he, you know, I, I wish we had more time to to play with that scene. Um, you know, it would have been it would have been great to have like an hour long fight scene, right? But you can't do that because you, you know you got to move the story. So like that 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 thing of 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 you know that battle between the two. You can all you need to know is is that there's there's no like love lost and you know julius is definitely afraid of the reaction like you know what is scab what's he going to do is he going to remember this you know what's going on here and scab is just full on like well you've 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 lost your post and you know scab definitely wanted to kill him no remorse whatsoever um but you know there, there is a very human element uh, to it as well because uh, the loyalty has now shifted towards uh, Dimitri, and so Dimitri watching this, um, it, that's a dig for for Julius as well and, and Alex's character. So it's it's the dynamics um, between the two. And I have to say, with Rukia playing that scene, um, that was that was very emotional because. She's yelling out for uh, Julius as we see that you know he hits a tree and and uh, Dimitri saying that he he's dead, and Rukia just full on um, felt that part and she brought I th- I think we did two takes I don't think we did three of that because uh, you know we we were moving at a very fast pace there but and we were capturing what we needed. But Rukia just broke down and 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 those were real tears and real emotion. And and um, when she gets up to leave, uh, we do a second take, and everybody's just quiet. And and so she's coming back, and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling for her because the I'm you know I'm face to face with her, and I, and I'm feeling this from her. And so I I just put my arm around her and and brought her back to uh, to the scene again, and and she did it again. I mean, uh, tears real, emotions real. So yeah, the 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 emotion that we have between. Uh, characters, all that's real, you know. So, great performance from Rukia. Absolutely. Oh, and that actually, that whole scene with Scab and Julius, and you know, wanting to—you've turned. I have to, you know, kill you. You can't be like this. Is exactly the same thing that happened with Ivory when one of the sisters got turned, and she's like, "I can't let you live as a human," and takes her out. Oh, absolutely. It's and. It's it's like being um, being disgraced uh, in a way. You've you've lost your um, you know if you're, gen- you're if you're general you've you've lost your stripes. You've lost you lost your stars. You know, and that's uh, it's a very um, it's very hard to um, to deal with. And so you might as well just you know pack it away and 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 that. So that's yeah for for Ivory to lose her uh, sisterhood to uh, being a human it's yeah that's a disgrace for sure um but it's I, I i love how they played that and but yeah that's that's a thing it's good versus evil it's um vampire against human and it's vampires against vampires and humans against humans so there's it's there's just so many things you can you can do with it and like i say all the emotion is real between uh, characters yeah, it's amazing stuff. Court, did you have anything else? No, that was like the season. So many twists. It was a lot, but it, it worked. Oh my God, it worked. I'm excited for season three. Uh, I, you know, it's there as, as we speak, uh, they are writing uh, right now. Like um, I was just talking to um, Jonathan uh, earlier today and they're in the writing room and, and they're, 
they're they're doing the the best that they can possibly do um, to bring you something very very cool in in season three. So I'm 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 excited as you are, and I have to say the uh, I have to give a shout out to the directors. Um, you know, we, we had uh, Kare, um shooting the uh, we had a lot of the uh, church scenes with Scab and that. He's amazing. We had Michael Nankin and um, David uh, Winning. Um, he did uh, actually the the scene we were talking about with uh, Rukia. Um, that was David's uh, scene, and these directors are awesome. So I, I I'm looking forward to having uh, hopefully a lot of the same people um, behind the scenes and and a lot of the crew because it's it's a support system that we have, and uh, you know like I say we we all we all help each other get the best performance from each other that we can. So it's. We are we're going to kick so hard in season three. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Scab and Ivory teaming up to be a tag team and duo of evil and doing <laughs> their thing. And everything else, I don't even know where to go with anything else on this. There's so much out there, so many possibilities. Looking so forward to seeing what they come up with. I, I want to thank you, um, Brad and, and Court, for um, for doing uh, recaps on the show, and and uh, you know, really looking forward to you guys covering the, uh, the third season and the other things that do that, the other shows that you you do recap as well, because uh, it, it's a lot of fun listening to you too, and and uh, I do thank you for taking time out to uh, to talk about the show with me. It's uh, I you know I'll, I'll talk to you hopefully. Uh, in season three as well. That sounds excellent. I mean, we love talking to you. Thank you for uh, submitting everything on the group page also. I mean, all that background information is a lot of cool stuff out there. And, yeah, it's been great talking with you, just watching your character grow. <laughs> and that being said, should I go out with a howl with uh, from Scab? Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be perfect. Okay. Go for it. Hang on here. There we go. Hey, uh, Scab? <laughs> Oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> I've entered Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming out and talking to us tonight, Roland. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Roland. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Bye. bye. We'll talk to you later. All right. That was an amazing interview with Roland. As always, so great to have him on. So great for a scab scream. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to try that. No? It's like, no. you know, kind of Velociraptor-ish. Yeah, yeah. my Velociraptor-ish is bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I yeah. like it. There you go. I'm not even oh, going to try like... it because if I do, I will just die coughing for like the next half hour because <laughs> I've been fighting this cough thing from, you know, the Arctic blast that's going on. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to go out into the Arctic yesterday for work. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it was negative. Uh, well, we had wind chills of negative 22 here in the Midwest. And I know all of y'all on the East Coast got snow. So there you go. Have oh, fun. no, 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 no. I'm I'm good with my snow. but I can't deal with what you're dealing with, the, the below yeah. freezing. I can't deal with we what you We had I'm that for a while. With. I can't. I'm not going outside. I'm calling off of work. I have plenty of time. And, <laughs> and this is why you never see the apocalypse in the wintertime on TV, because everybody hunkers down. No one kills anybody. That's what happens. It, this is true. That's it. Unless you have cannibalism, but that's a different story. <laughs> Anyhow... Um, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out our old podcasts for Winona Earp, Riverdale, 12 Monkeys, The Magicians. Other, the magicians, other things. We're, we're going to be covering some new shows this uh, upcoming season. Not new shows, but we're doing The Magicians. We're doing Riverdale when it comes back. We got Channel Zero Butcher's Block coming up. And if you go to our Brandon Court Talk page, I actually posted a uh, creepy pasta thing up there about uh, Stairs in the Woods. Go uh-huh. listen to it. It's by uh, Corpse, uh, Corpse Husband. It's, it's like two hours long. Trust me, it's amazing. You want to listen to it. It's great. It's creepy. It's perfect. So check that out. Uh, our, Definitely check that out. Th- also, we haven't covered it, but Falling Water premieres tomorrow, the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, premieres on, um, is it the 6th of January? Yes, that's right. Yes, on USA. So check it out. Um, I haven't seen the entire first season, but I'm going to go back and binge that because I heard it was really good it, and I want to watch season two. So go watch that. It was very good. I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I'm planning on watching this time. 
Uh, it's dreamscape-ish. There's a lot going so on. So is it like Inception? Is it a dream within a dream within a dream? Uh, kind of, sort of, in a way, no. Yes. That's cool. Kind no? Of, kind okay. of, sort of, in a no way, yes, no. Possibly. Okay. Could be. Kind of, sort of, <laughs> no. Well, that, that's your, that's your official answer. It's Go with that. I mean, yeah, definitely check it out. And also, you know, double check on the Pure Fandom page on Twitter, on Instagram, and stuff like that, because everybody's down in New Orleans at the Comic-Con down there doing that thing so check that out okay and of course even though the show is, has ended for the season you can still drop by van helsing uh peer fandom group on facebook or you can come to our regular brad and court talk facebook group where we chat about just about everything uh we're going to be talking a lot about the the magicians which comes back on the 10th next week so we're really excited for that definitely it's going to be a lot of fun so Definitely. if you have any thoughts or comments about this episode, let us know in the comments below or hit us up on a Twitter or Facebook page. Yeah, tell us some stories. Like, what do you think is going to happen next season? What happened to Mopire? Sampire? Yeah, yeah. What happened Mo- to them? Where did everybody go? Uh, did everybody get <laughs> taken to Black Tech? Are they dead? Are they alive? Is Scarface running everything? Did he, What's up with Vanessa's red eyes? Did Scarface come out and say... Take a look at my little friend and shoot everybody. No, I, that's that was horrible. I, I, <laughs> say, hello say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little Yes. Anyhow. I'll, say hello to my little friend. There you go. I'll give it up. Anyhow, <laughs> we'll be back with the magicians next week. So until next time. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.